1: To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Blend Marketing. These friendly folks work exclusively on marketing tour and activity companies, They've just released a free ebook that shows how you can increase your direct bookings by stealing the OTA's top tricks. Check out that free guide at torpreneur.com forward slash blend, B-L-E-N-D.
0: Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran, Shane Whaley, will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Tourpreneur Podcast. Today, we are joined by Teresa Nemitz of Milwaukee Food Tours. Hello, Teresa.
1: Hello.
2: Welcome back. Good to see you. Thank you. And Jeremiah Calvino of Blend Marketing. How are you, Jeremiah? (laughs) Morning, Shane. Good. So really excited to talk with you both today. Um, My email box, like most of our email right now, is pretty much hammered with depressing emails during the pandemic. There's not a lot of good news out there. Uh, And then one morning I wake up and I had an email from Teresa, very excited, telling us that you had sold out 1,000 Advent boxes in one weekend. And that with Jeremiah's help, and we'll get into that in a moment, you had spent $3,000 on Facebook ads, which resulted in $138,000 in sales in 48 hours.
1: I know. It is truly our Christmas miracle. We have been so excited. I feel like we have been building for months to plan for this. And then every, everything that we laid out actually has come true and has happened.
2: So how did the Christmas boxes idea come about exactly?
1: Well, as we started doing our pivot of offering gift boxes, I really started thinking a lot about Christmas and how Christmas, we probably were still going to be dealing with a pandemic. And a lot of people haven't been willing to talk about that. But I started planning in June already for what we could do for Christmas. And um, I know in Milwaukee, we are a very German city and community, and we love Advent calendars. And so I really started looking at how could we pull that off. From there, I had to create an entirely new product that I think looks very professional and was really a compelling product. People wanted it.
2: I have to say, uh, my idea of an advent calendar and yours are very, very different. Uh, yes. I actually watched, and if you'd asked me this before, I wouldn't have said it worked, but it did. I watched a what 10-minute unboxing video of one of your friends and her wonderful family opening up the advent calendar. Now I've used to these little advent cards I got a tiny little bit of cheap, horrible chocolate in, but these are like fudge bars. and
1: Yes, and that's exactly right because people assume, you know, they think about that $5 advent calendar, but now the trend in the culinary world is these really high-end premium gift boxes. And so that's what we designed. And, you know, it's not a cheap product. It's $139, but it's it's really a unique product that people can enjoy every single day. Absolutely. Jeremiah,
2: so you were hired by Teresa's food tour company to build the website and, and do some of the marketing, etc. Then suddenly you get this phone call or email from Teresa saying, Hey, I want you to help me sell Advent boxes. What was your reaction to that?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think that this backs up. Teresa has been doing these boxes throughout the year. And that was really a key to success, both, I think, from an operational standpoint on her end, um, and being able to do all the planning and understanding what goes into it. But also from a marketing standpoint, you know, the store was set up. Uh, One of my favorite collaborations is, uh, Teresa did a collaboration with the Wisconsin State Fair this summer. And so, you know, we've had a number of, kind of smaller, but, you know, really positive successes selling different different theme boxes. And from a tech standpoint, we had that stack dialed in before this box came along. Um, the other thing from a marketing standpoint and from kind of a Facebook advertising type standpoint is that we had customer lists with meaningful amounts of people on them. And so both marketing to past customers and people who had visited the website, but but, you know, kind of abandoned cart. Um, as well as building lookalikes off of those customer lists. When this box went live, we had a lot kind of dry powder that we were able to, to put behind it and get that success really quickly.
2: But I have to pay you a big compliment here because you've, you've pivoted yourself here, Jeremiah, from being a marketing agency that works with tours and activities to marketing food boxes and advent boxes that's a big jump right yeah
0: you know, there's certainly differences um i think that you know teresa knows her customers really well and that hasn't shifted a lot uh, really if you look at the people who are buying these boxes they're for a large part the same people who have been going on her tours for for a long time not not the same people by name but but the same demographic right and we've been working with with the Milwaukee Food Tours for a number of years, and so you know we know that audience pretty well in um, e-commerce. But but yeah, there's definitely some unique elements to to e-commerce. One of those is you know Teresa talked about the advent box, but she actually has like 50 not 50, but <laughs> it seems like it she has a lot of different boxes, um, and I'll let her go through the, the inventory of them, but. Uh, you know, we're not just selling sort of one experience. There's uh, many different boxes that, that we're selling throughout the holiday season.
2: Absolutely. I, I have to say, Teresa, that I almost got lynched here in the state of Vermont because I ordered one of your boxes in the summer and I got caught eating Wisconsin cheese here in Vermont. That's, that's a cardinal sin. You can get kicked out for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if it's delicious, you have to eat it. It's okay. Absolutely.
2: No, no. I shared it out and said, look, you know, you have to broaden your mind, Vermonters. there are other cheeses out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing with the boxes was really, you know, kind of dialing into what people want and really going to those iconic things. But then I think even this weekend when we had the promotion, we realized that people have feedback about price points, right? And so sometimes people are saying $139 is too expensive. And we are immediately commenting and directing them to other boxes. And then um, actually in a post that we had done and we put some ad spend behind it, I was wearing a T-shirt that I had with the state of Wisconsin on it. And suddenly people like were freaking out about the T-shirt and they wanted this T-shirt. So we ended up my friend actually helped me to get it online and we've already sold um, over two thousand dollars worth of T-shirts, which we don't even sell t-shirts, but people wanted the t-shirt. And so we just turned it around and we created a t-shirt because that's what people wanted. So I think that's really been what our success has always been. Listen to what people want and give it to them.
2: Why do you think they were so excited about the t-shirt? Because I've seen other tour operators who, who try and sell apparel and with not a great deal of success. What do you think it was about your t-shirts that made them sell like hotcakes then?
1: I have no idea. It is a beautiful shirt with the state of Wisconsin on it. And then it says girl. So Wisconsin girl. And so it just spoke to people. And I think that we had ad spend behind it. And then as soon as one person talked about it, the next person talked about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jeremiah was really managing the campaign last weekend and he saw all the comments that people were saying. So.
2: You say that you you have a feel for what your customers want, but obviously you, with, with this kind of return from your campaigns, you are selling to people that you don't know. How do you go about putting the right elements into the advent box?
1: Well, we really just looked at what would we want and what would our customers want. And then we built it around that with the belief that others that would be in a lookalike audience would like that as well. So that was really how we created it. and you know, like you said, if you're in Vermont, you have to have Vermont cheese. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, you have to have these other items. And so we just created exactly that.
2: Okay. So in terms of the purchasers, your customers, are they all in Wisconsin? Are they people who have family uh, from Wisconsin? Who, who's buying the boxes? Because it's going nationwide, Correct.
1: Yeah, they should ship nationwide. I think Jeremiah really can talk about exactly who was purchasing them. Um, But I know that we are shipping to, I didn't add it up, but probably about 40 different states. So people are buying it, but then sending it to people. I I know we just shipped one yesterday to Hawaii and two to Alaska.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. And I actually have a live customer list up just of orders this morning, and it's like, Wisconsin, Illinois, Nebraska, Florida, Virginia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Florida. So, you know, in in Shopify, you can see the purchaser and the ship to, And the vast majority of the purchasers are coming from Wisconsin, but they're shipping it to friends and family all over the country.
2: So in terms of your Facebook ads, are you marketing just Wisconsin or outside
0: of that? So we've got a couple of different things. If you're familiar with midwestern geography, Milwaukee is uh, just north of Chicago uh, in Illinois, and so that's definitely a, a target market for us as well. Facebook has some interesting options. We're, we started with a lookalike audience and said, "Okay, well, of all the people who've bought, you know, one of the State Fair boxes or one of the Mother's Day boxes or other boxes this year." let's create a lookalike audience off of that. And every lookalike audience that anyone who's listening to this creates in the United States will have the exact same number of people on it. You'll have 2.4 million people on that lookalike audience. When we added Wisconsin to it, that number dropped from 2.4 million to 2 million, okay? So what Facebook is telling us is that 2 million out of the 2.4 million of our kind of likely customers, already live in Wisconsin. So for the most part, we aren't restricting it to Wisconsin, but by using that lookalike audience, it heavily weights it towards Wisconsinites and people who have an affinity for Wisconsin for whatever reason and, and you know look like Wisconsinites to Facebook are seeing those ads as well.
2: Well, I think you've really hit on something. I've been sending out gift baskets here from Vermont, and I deliberately chose a local Vermont farm that do these lovely gift boxes because I want to help a local business during this really tough time. And when I'm sending out gift boxes to to customers, for instance, um friends, you know, I want them to have a taste of Vermont. So it's hitting you know those right notes, isn't it, wanting to support a local business rather than just, oh, I'll send you an Amazon gift voucher or something off Amazon and and also something from your own state, I think is really important.
1: Well, and you know, uh, Advent Calendar has 24 different items in it. So each day leading up to Christmas, you open up a little door and then get out these items. And so not only does it support 24 different small businesses, but there's all these other small businesses, right? there's the custom box manufacturer there's blend that's getting paid money there's me that's getting paid money there's our delivery drivers and the delivery company so there's all these other businesses so we're really saying that advent box impacts about 30 different small businesses that are Wisconsin companies sure. so that's really a very compelling story for people we're hearing from a lot of people really strong feedback about that
2: so there's two things that come to mind there, because this all sounds great. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, oh, I'm going to do this for my town or my state. But let's look at some of the challenges. You just mentioned boxes. So, you know, you, I'm sure, had to spend a significant amount of cash because these are beautiful looking boxes. How much did that cost to get all the boxes before you'd even sold anything?
1: So and that's really, you know, a big challenge for us is because we're not only having to outlay all that money for the boxes, but all the money for all the um, the places as well. I think I spent like $60,000 this week on food alone. Wow. Wow. So, you know, that is definitely cash flow as we get bigger and bigger with these. With the gift boxes, originally, um, there's really not an advent box that's made in the United States. And so we were going to have to outsource that from China but we would have had to place the order in August and I would have had to pay all that cash up front in August. And I was so nervous about having, you know, a shipping container brought over by boat and then transferred to Milwaukee. And I just felt like there's so much that could go wrong. I mean, it's 2020, that boat probably could have sunk, you know, so I just didn't (laughs) want to risk it. And so we found a Wisconsin company and worked really hard with them to design that box. But like you said, I had to pay for that up front. With our other boxes, you know, when you get a gift box, if you have just a regular white box or brown box, maybe it's like fifty for that physical box. And then if you have something custom that's just got your logo on it, maybe it's like $6 for that box. These admin boxes, it's $12. You know, all in, my cost of that box is $12. So, you know, it escalates the price of the box, but it is what it is. You know, it makes it as part of the package.
2: I mean, that's heck of a risk, you know, 60 grand outlay before you've sold anything? and I mean, I know you were confident based on on your summer production, but still, how did you deal with that that level of risk?
1: Um, I have been saying prayers and I've been talking to a lot of vendors and people and just, you know, really getting the word out. And so, you know, if this didn't work for the public, definitely going to corporate groups was my backup plan, you know, so that we could sell the inventory that way. But, what ended up happening is after we sold out a thousand this weekend, and then I have a thousand of a different box coming, well, then Jeremiah and I we were talking on Sunday night, you know as this was going down, and he's predicting I mean we were selling a box a minute at some point on Sunday, and so as that ticker was going down, he said, "You're gonna sell out at six o'clock, and so what we ended up doing is that we decided let's let's add more boxes, and so I literally on Sunday night added. Another thousand boxes. Wow. So now we're gonna sell three thousand boxes and I don't have anywhere to store them after December 25th. So we're gonna sell them all.
2: For those who are watching us on YouTube, uh, I have to say you two are looking remarkably fresh because I can't imagine you're getting any sleep here.
1: Uh Monday I was like a wreck over this. And Jeremiah is probably very calm, and I didn't realize how intense it would be. And so I was very thankful because I could have never done what blend is doing. Right. There's no way I would have understood how to be watching these parameters. And so really the stress was on him because he had to pull the triggers and make the ads work and be watching. I just had to be prepared to ship them all.
0: Well, I, uh, you know, I I can't fathom the operational side (laughs) of this. there is a ballroom in Milwaukee filled with <laughs> uh, raspberries and chocolate and <laughs> yes,
1: 15 pallets of cardboard. <laughs>
0: wow. Right. So I, I can't even fathom that, but you know, on our end, um, it's really it is important to, to watch this really closely. And, it's not me I mean it was it's crazy our team uses slack like a a chat system and so all through the weekend Matt our creative director hey i need you to photoshop a new box design and Lucas is making updates to the website and Brian is setting up new web pages and so um our whole team is kind of working through the weekend and uh, making updates and, and watching numbers and adjusting ads and in in some in normal times you can kind of set and forget and let let things run. You know, if you're selling a tour, you know, it opens in May and it closes in October and it's the pizza bus tour, like we do a little tweaking here and there. But with this kind of thing, just with the seasonality of it, and obviously a very compressed timetable too, you can't sell advent boxes after uh, uh, December 1st, right? So it really took a lot of coordination and and moving quickly to to bring this together.
2: So let, let me ask you this because, like you say, tours are very different from the advent boxes. What were some of your most successful ads that you were running? What did they look like?
0: You know, I think there's a couple of keys to success there. One is, again, pre planning. I don't I feel like, Teresa, you sent us this stuff maybe six, eight weeks ago. We did a big photo shoot. It took a day to, and there's a lot of different boxes, um, which you should talk about, Teresa, because there's some really cool things that she's doing to tie in with international tours and uh, the the kind of the tour side of the business and different add-ons that are being sold and and things so there's quite a, a few boxes but we did a lot of photography work earlier in the fall and a lot of you know photoshopping and staging and and creating those ads another piece of it though that was really really important and i would say you know the key driver is Teresa, you know, this has been a personal brand. You know, she stands behind her products. Uh, people know her. Uh, she's, you know, on the news. And I think we're on the news this morning. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> it's been an wow. early morning for Teresa. Um, and so, you know, we used photos of her just, you know, in her Wisconsin girl shirt holding the box. And that I think that we were running an ad of her in her Wisconsin girl shirt holding that advent box. We showed it to 200,000 people and 30,000 of them clicked on it, which that kind of click-through rate is really phenomenal. And wow. again, though, part of that success is having the audience really dialed in. We didn't have any age or gender restrictions on our ad sets. So we we're, we're just telling Facebook, show it to everyone. But because of those lookalikes, 93% of the impressions went to women. And it was over 70% of the purchases were women between the ages of 35 and 65. So, you know, Facebook knows who that audience is and who's gonna respond to those messages. The other thing, and this is like pro tip that's super, super huge, is on Facebook particular and other platforms, this isn't quite as impactful. But on Facebook, as you start aggregating social proof onto a post, your click-through rate and conversion rate increase significantly. And so that post, Teresa holding in the box, I think has 2,000 likes and uh, hundreds of shares. And, and it, it had a huge amount of engagement and people commenting on that post. Teresa and I, all day long, were responding to people, liking comments that they made, replying to questions. So this whole little community almost forms <laughs> inside that post. And again, you know, just over a, a couple of days, we showed that to hundreds of thousands of people. And so you know a little bit of insider baseball, but as you have different ad sets running inside of Facebook and stuff, we make sure to to duplicate the ads in a way that so if you edit a post in any way, if you change one jot or tittle in, in a post, um, you lose all of the likes, shares, and comments on that post. And so we duplicated that ad into a lot of different ad sets, but didn't edit it so that all of that social engagement would, would stay there, wow. which is a really just strong cue to people that, oh, hey, like this a lot of people like this thing. I should check it out too.
2: That's a ninja tip right there.
0: Did you know every weekday Shane curates the most interesting news articles in tours and activities and sends them out in a snappy Daily Digest? Grab your copy of the Tourpreneur Daily Briefing at www.tourpreneur.com.
1: I think one thing that's interesting is that when we're watching the numbers rise, Jeremiah was like, you know, the demographic wasn't exactly what I think you initially planned on because we had such a high amount of older women that were purchasing it. But the video that had been the unboxing video was actually a friend of mine that's much younger and she had three little children. And I said, no, this is this for me is my demographic because everyone that was watching it was thinking about their daughter opening that gift box with their children And that's what Christmas is about. And so for me, I felt like it was a slam dunk in terms of getting that right person to watch that video and envision themselves doing that on Christmas.
2: I love that video. I love it.
1: Now we're going to try to do some more.
2: Yes. Well, I think just, you know, for me, it was the way the kids reacted to each date being opened. I think your friend said, oh, we're going to open all 31 today or whatever. <laughs> and
1: the kid's eyes were like, "Whoa,
2: really is yeah. Christmas already. I like that.
1: We didn't want to do it live because, you know, her youngest one is five years old. And there's just such an uncontrollable factor with that. He was not even supposed to be in the video. And then he walked in at the last minute and she's like, um, OK, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and that was all one shot. Wow. Like we didn't start or stop or anything. So
2: Fantastic.
1: But yeah, we do have other gift boxes like Jeremiah was saying, you know, it's not just about the advent box. We have um, 12-day boxes, which are lower price, so $99. We also are doing things like bakery boxes and breakfast boxes and a custard box. And then the cool thing for us is that we're actually adding on, so you can add on a 10-minute call with Santa Claus. And we're also doing a Cuba travel box. And so, you know, we really want to get back to business of traveling, Right. And we had gotten back from Cuba the week before the pandemic had hit and really been declared. And it was incredible. And that's really what we want to be back to doing. We want to be offering these international trips again. And so we're testing out um, the concept of offering a Cuban box paired with, you know, a workshop to make the recipes that are made with ingredients in it. And actually, one of the ads that we'll be coming up with is going to be, um, you get the box for free if you sign up for a trip to Cuba.
2: Well, that was going to be one of my questions for you is, you know, you're obviously generating so much revenue through the food boxes. Do you really think you'll go back to tours after this or do you become an e-commerce company?
1: Um, You know, that's an interesting question. I think um, it would be very hard for me to let go of being a tour operator. I feel like I've been so emotionally invested in it and I love Milwaukee. But... I think it's very hard for me to let go of this amazing new revenue line. And so I'm just going to have to figure out how to do a combination of those two things. And maybe it means public tours aren't going to be offered as strongly, or maybe it means I'm going to focus more on corporate for those, those tours in Milwaukee. And then, you know, obviously I think that e-commerce is going to be here to stay. um, Especially with our Christmas offerings in the future. I already, uh, This was really, in my mind, to be entirely honest with you, a test. And so I'm definitely looking to bring this on a national level next year.
2: Wow. Very, very exciting.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited. And honestly, I couldn't have sold these boxes on my own. You know, I know how to boost a post. I know how to set up a little bit of post. But I mean, I could not believe it when, you know, the team was just sitting there for Blend and they were watching these numbers and tweaking things. I could never do that. So I'm very grateful for having sold these out. And now we're going to try to do it for the next two weekends with our other boxes. Right, Jeremiah?
0: <laughs> yeah, Teresa kept telling me, I can't have any of this cardboard left. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, Jeremiah, what have you learned about Facebook ads during this campaign that you didn't know before? Or what was something that really surprised you?
0: Um... You know, one of the things that's really nice about this e-commerce is that we could sell a thousand boxes in two days and the delivery date is like sometime in December or something. So Teresa has an opportunity to fulfill those orders over time, whereas with tours, a lot of times your inventory is much more restricted. So. Facebook has a you know artificial intelligence that optimizes your ad delivery to the people who um, are are most likely to purchase or whatever your conversion goal is but typically it's it's a purchase but they require 50 conversions per ad set per week and so you know if you think about a a tour um You know, just taking one of Teresa's tours, a pizza bus tour. Well, she might only have 100 seats on that tour for the whole week, and the average person is two or three. And so it's really hard, actually, to get ad sets. If you're working with a large attraction, you know, Disneyland or something, you, you can do that. But, you know, oftentimes, even with sort of moderate sized tour companies, it's difficult to really hit that inflection point where you'll you'll see this little circle go from yellow to green and facebook will will say yes we're optimized we have 50 conversion events in the past 7 days we were able to achieve that in you know 24 to 48 hours to to kind of get to that point where facebook had really honed in on that audience and so, one of the things I would just encourage people about is if you're if you're looking to use this kind of channel, I mean, there's a lot of keys to success, <laughs> um, and I think it really starts with knowing your audience and creating a product that people want that that's the most important thing. Um, but don't overextend yourself You're much better off you know having a single offer that you can put all of your focus into and scale and make work then spreading yourself thin across a lot of different things. And it becomes very difficult for the algorithms to ever sort of dial into who's the right people to show it. The other thing too is, you know, patience is important. It was not an overnight success. And even with the ads, there was a lot of tweaking and, and finessing in the first week or so. And I don't know, some days of... Five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars of sales, and you know we we saw a ramp up, um, and it, you know it wasn't a overnight sensation. It it took, it, you know, like a lot of things in life, right? It's like yeah, you you ha- you see a, somebody on America's Got Talent or whatever, this overnight success, and it's like well, actually, they've been training for twenty years. It's the same kind of thing. There's a lot of preparation, a lot of testing, a lot of iteration. That goes into having an overnight success.
2: Someone said that to me the other day about Joe Rogan. Of course, you know he moved to Spotify for a hundred million dollars. I'm like, uh, you do know he's been on the stage since the '90s, right? <laughs> it's not like he suddenly woke up with this podcast and it's super popular. So I, I definitely hear you there. Um, I know that our listeners, uh, some of our listeners, will be thinking, "Wow, fantastic pivot, Teresa." You know, we, we've seen that word bandied around a lot over the last nine months or so. And you are proof that operators can pivot. And I imagine a lot of our listeners are like, hey, I want to do that next year. I want to get into boxes. I don't know where to start. And of course, this is a 30 minute conversation. We can't go into everything such as logistics and operations. But you are working on a course, correct? For others who may want to follow in your footsteps.
1: Yeah, after you featured us in the podcast earlier this year, and then after being featured on arrival, we've had a lot of tour operators reaching out to us. And, you know, just one or two little conversations just hasn't been enough to really get to the meat of everything. And so uh, what we've done is that I've created a three series workshop where basically we dive into pricing, we dive into the product and the packaging. A lot of people have a lot of logistical questions about packaging. Where do you get them? How do you figure this out? And how do you ship them? And then the third one is about promotion because you know it's not just about, you know, an ad for Facebook and it's not just about, you know, using your network. It's really a combination of it. And so we've got that workshop where people can just purchase it, and then have some time to talk with me and really kind of dial into what they want to do in their own market. I think this is definitely a feasible model and it definitely has replaced revenue for us. And I know that others can do it, but it's not easy. And, you know, I think it's a matter of really tempering your expectations and really thinking about what can you do. You know, I've rented a ballroom for a lot of money, For six weeks to be able to do this, I have 15 pallets of cardboard alone, you know, and those are things that I think um, I'm just trying to be really realistic with people of what that really looks like, because if you want to sell and really be a player in e-commerce, it really requires you to really put your neck out there.
2: Absolutely, and that's why I thank you for coming on the show and sharing that today as as regular listeners know, there's a lot of empty suits out there. There's a lot of gurus with false promises about how to generate cash flow and all of this doing pivots. And you've been there, you've been in the front lines and on the you know in the trenches, both of you doing this, and you've got tremendous success here. I mean, a three thousand dollars ad spend almost one hundred and forty k in sales is is absolutely insane. So thank you very much for doing that. And um, our listeners can get on your waiting list if they go to tourpreneur.com forward slash 125. We'll have the link on there. Um, Teresa's website is milwaukeefoodtours.com. And if you want the boxes, it's com forward slash Christmas dash tours. And I will add all of these into the show notes, which you can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash 125, as well as Jeremiah's Blend Marketing website. Because if you've learned anything from today's episode is that those guys really know their stuff when it comes to Facebook ads. So if like me, your head explodes when you go into Facebook ad manager and you want to outsource that, Jeremiah is definitely and his team are definitely people you want to get talking to. And and also, Teresa, I want to thank you because after our last conversation, it was episode 83. And I urge people to go and check that out. You were telling me about your work with with Jeremiah and Blend with your websites and marketing. And our regular listeners will also want to join me in thanking you here, Jeremiah, because we got talking and my website was so slow at tourpreneur.com, right? It was taking 10 second load times and you worked your magic and and you helped me out, uh, Jeremiah. Blend helped me out. And now uh, the website is a much faster loading time and speed and response. So thank you, Teresa, for recommending Jeremiah because I was pulling my hair out over that.
1: Yeah, no problem. I think it's all about like knowing who to go to and knowing what your capacity is. I know that I can build boxes. I know that I needed someone to help me to sell it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And, and I wish you both a very happy holiday. And a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur Podcast. Be sure to visit
0: tourpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.